The legend of Tommy Cutlets continues. The Giants beat the Packers Monday night at MetLife on a Randy Bullock field goal to end the game 24 to 22. Tommy DeVito won his third straight to get the Giants to 5 and 8 in just a game out of the playoffs. Can you believe it? We react to the Giants win, DeVito's strong play, and where Big Blue stands as they head to New Orleans next. It's all coming up next on a happy Victory Tuesday edition of Blue Rush from the New York Post. Barkley back at tailback. They hand to him. Edge. Touchdown, Giants. Handoff is to Barkley, and he's got his second of the night. Touchdown, Giants. Here's a fleet flicker as DeVito throws, and a adjustment by Robinson. Play action from DeVito. End zone. Catch is made. Touchdown. The hold, the kick, the win for the Giants. Welcome back to Blue Rush, our New York Giants podcast for the New York Post. I'm Giants Super Bowl champ Brandon London. And of course, I'm joined by the usual crew again. It's two-time Giants Super Bowl champion kicker Lawrence Tynes and Giants beat writer for the Post, Paul Schwartz. The legend of Tommy Cutlets lives on. The Italian kid from Jersey did it again Monday night. Tommy DeVito led the Giants down the field ending with a Randy Bullock field goal to give the Giants a 24-22 win over the Packers. Monday night at MetLife Stadium, Big Blue's third straight win, and now DeVito's third straight. Three in a row for the kid. The Giants improved to 5-8, and eight, and somehow, someway, he's telling me there's a chance in this NFC playoff race. Gentlemen, Tommy DeVito joins us right now, Paul. Tommy, welcome to the show, sir. I appreciate you guys having me. Uh, you know, a little sore from last night. No, no, in all seriousness, I got my my horn. I'm warding off the uh, Maloki. You guys know I'm married to an Italian, so I deal with this all the time. This is not mine. Uh, the T-shirt is, um, but my wife, you know, this, this whole Italian-Sicilian thing, they wear these horns when they feel like the evil eye is on them. They call it warding off the Maloki. Um, in Scotland, we didn't have things like this, so we just fought everything. We just, you know, we don't we don't go to little trinkets to ward off our enemies. But on a serious note, guys, that there's, you know, the thing I'm more impressed with about Tommy DeVito is is not the whole backstory, which I think is fun. Is he is really taking care of the football, like not putting up gaudy numbers. Used his legs a lot last night, but if you really think back to this three game win streak. Taking care of the football is is easier said than done in the NFL. You guys know that. The defensive lineman swatting at you in the pocket, you know, misreading coverages. He has done everything well. Um, so very, very happy for the team to keep fighting, right? Two and eight is a nasty looking record. Five and eight shows you what kind of coach Brian Dable is and talent evaluator. Let me ask you this question. If Tommy DeVito was the starting quarterback at Alabama the last two years. Would Tommy DeVito have been the number one pick in the NFL draft? You know what? He's 25 years old, and I think we're seeing a little bit of that. You know what I mean? That this is not some 21-year-old, wide-eyed rookie who, like, doesn't know what's going on. Look, nobody expected this. 
this. You know, Brian Daybold did not expect this. You know, Joe Shane did not expect this. Mike Kafka and Shea Tierney, the, you know, offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach, did not expect this. So, you know, this is... Expect this is, what, though? Like, what are you saying expect? He hasn't done anything like, wow. Like, he, he's had three straight games with over a 100 quarterback rating. They did not expect he's that. He's just they, taking care of the ball. Yeah, but no, he's making plays. He, he He's improving. I mean... He did not take a sack this game after being a sack festival before this. Now, the offensive line played better, but, you know, they made an adjustment at halftime. Um, Brian Dable, and look, you know, three, four weeks ago, we're talking about this This coaching staff is going to look completely different next year. And now, you know, Brian Dable about five times singled out Mike Kafka for play calls, for helping um, with the quarterback. He said, the offensive line coach Bobby Johnson and Mike Kafka and and he were talking at halftime about the adjustment they needed to make, and they said, "Look, Tommy's got to take off." You know, we see these plays. You know, those options that Daniel Jones. You know, he put the ball in um, um, uh, Matt Breida's gut twice, and then took it on runs. You know what I mean? So you know, they made the adjustment. Tommy DeVito was able to do it. Isaiah Hodgins was stunned on that 26-yard run where DeVito really stuck his foot in the ground and made a move on a guy and almost powered into the end zone. Hodgins said, you know, that's a running back play there. So look, they did not expect that this undrafted rookie would play at this level. I mean, I mean, no one did. That he is not only managing the game and, 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 you know, He's not killing us. He's making game-winning plays. Look, you guys know. You guys played with quarterbacks, you know. You you watch these quarterbacks, the separators, right? First touchdown, first win, you know, first whatever. First fourth quarter comeback, right? The Eli Manning special. How many times did you guys practice this in, in training camp? All right, guys, here's the scenario, right? We're down one, 133 to go. We got two timeouts. We need a field goal. Go, Right. You know, and, and and the clock is up there. You're in Albany, wherever you are, and bang. DeVito went four for four for 53 yards. I mean. Nobody answered my question. Nobody. You don't think if this kid is the quarterback at Alabama, he's the number one pick? You're crazy. He's better than Bryce Young right now. He is better than Bryce Young right now. No, the expect. Go look at the numbers. He, he has more. He has more than Bryce Young. Who? I don't want to take away from the kid, but he has oh, more. No. He is he is playing better than Bryce Young right now. You guys are blind. You, to if you don't watch Bryce play. Young. Bryce Young is a train wreck, absolute train wreck. I'm not saying he can't get better, but Tommy DeVito is at Alabama the last two years. I'm just giving a hypothetical because I think it's fun. No question, is he a first round pick? Go look at the guys drafted in front of him. There's 14 quarterbacks, I believe. No one has more wins than him except CJ Stroud. But at at six one, at six one, not very. At least Bryce Young is athletic. Bryce Young's like, five eight. Yeah, but yeah. he's at he's Brandon. Did you just had eighty yards rushing, and you're saying he's not athletic? Oh my god, he, he just had seventy yards rushing. He's not athletic. Awful. But you that because Green Bay wasn't playing for the pool. His rushes came off for scrambles and pulls, not designed, not really. So he just he runs. just I accidentally fell into 70 yards rushing and had I'm a not gonna out. say the kid's not athletic. I'm not putting him up you there with Bryce did. Young, though. Let's let's not do that. Remember, he was 20, he's 25 years old right now, Tynes. Like he's doing what he's supposed no, to do right hold now. Hold on. If, if if he is a first round pick, if he's a first round pick right now, then he's the starting quarterback next year. For the Giants, right? If he if if he's that kind of a player, you know, you ready to say that game one, uh, Daniel Jones, whether he's ready or not, that Tommy DeVito's your starting quarterback? 
No, but I think it's fun to talk about. I, I oh, mean, it's it's, de- it's definitely fun to talk about. If he and- goes, hey, we all know what's going to happen if he wins these next four games. You're going to see gonna draft the quarterback, or they're still going to bring somebody in. Mr. Asian Man's going to be on that phone. If, if, if he uh, wins these next four games, okay. Oh my God. And 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 Oof. which which won't happen, by the way. But if easy, he does, easy, you never know. But if he does, look, and it's not about him winning the next four games because. You know, he could play great and they could lose to the Eagles. You know what I mean? I mean, I think we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves. And look, it's a great story. It saved the Giants season. It saved our podcast. It saved the New York Post back page. I mean, you know, I didn't think a cutlet above was going to be a back page. <laughs> you know, well, a back page. A cutlet above. A cutlet above. You know what I mean? It is, it is an incredible story. Incredible. And there's no need to throw any cold water on it at all. Um, but – there's also, I don't think, a need to make it more than what it is right now. It is a great story. And, yes, he is not just a novelty act. He's playing great football, but three games does not a career make. But hell of a story. Times, you know what I like most about it? Remember my rookie year, what you guys were saying to the rookies, like midway through the season, you guys are saying, like, you guys aren't rookies anymore. You guys need to know and know you know. You need to know your playbook. You need to be on time. You need to be acting like a professional. You guys used to say that to the Aaron Rosses, to the Steve Smith, Ahmad Bryshaws, all those guys. And you're seeing that. You're seeing this guy more than halfway through the season. You saw him, remember when he was hitting Cole Beasley all throughout the preseason. He was like, oh, man, this kid understands the, uh, the, 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 the concepts of the offense. He's getting it. And then you see them not really let him throw the ball downfield, the Jets, and you just see how far he's come since then. Remember in the pregame show, I was saying he can't be an emoji. He has to be he has to be a, a GIF. He has to be able to move around. That's exactly what he's done. He's added an entire another layer to what his to what he's been able to do with this offense. You can tell he sits with Mike Kafka, Brian Dable, whoever, and tells them what plays he's with, what plays he's comfortable with, what he likes, because he picks a receiver uh, uh, of the day. First was J- uh, Jalen Hyatt. The other game, now it's Wondell Robinson. He knows who he wants to go to, what throws he feels comfortable with, and now they added a different dimension to him with him running the ball. I'm here for the storyline, man. I'm absolutely – I agree with you, Tynes. Like, I, I am here for this storyline. I'm here to watch this kid grow because at the end of the day, as an undrafted free agent, I wish I even had a rem- – any types of a B London cutlet, a B London burger. Give me something, times. You know what I'm saying? But at, at the end of the day, man, I root for this kid because of that. And it's exciting to watch Giant State. Everybody in Giant Stadium go like it's this. Unreal. I say it's unreal. I saw I Joe Shane in the postgame locker room. Joe Shane is doing the finger purse. Uh, I was watching Victor Cruz and Sean O'Hara on the postgame to undrafted free agents. Um it's a phenomenal story. And, and and I think what what fans may be getting sick of, the ones that want to like tweet at you and stuff, they're just jealous. Like this kid's getting a lot of attention. But I'll tell you what, he's really handled it the right way. Um, and I think there's a little bit of hidden bonus here this week. It's a good thing they're on a short week. Because my God, if you would have given this kid a day and a half off, right, after winning on a Sunday, three in a row, Monday, you know, you come in, but all day Monday, Monday night, Tuesday, you're off. People would have pulled this kid in a million directions. So the fact that they play again on Sunday, I think, is a good thing for them just to get back to work. But you can tell he takes this job seriously. Um, and he is a good player. He's got a quick release. He throws it well. Uh, the back shoulder to Wandell. Wandell, by the way, 
Can we give that young man his his flowers? Because uh, finally, almost like a coming out party, 100 total yards, rushing. This is what they envisioned him, right? Those jet sweeps, maybe some big plays. And, man, he really is a great route runner. Um, can't wait to see him. I guess he tweeted last night, I guess a year ago, he was headed to L.A. for surgery uh, on his ACL. That's incredible what he's accomplished uh, in such a short time from, from ACL surgery. So him, you're seeing guys grow, you know, Hyatt drops a ball early, didn't really factor into the game. Uh, might've taken some coverage with them last night to get let guys get open. But overall Saquon, you know, had the unfortunate incident of the fumble. That was a weird play. There was a lot of weird plays like the, the special teams fumbles, the both teams missed field goals. Uh, it was just a bizarre game. The way the guy reached out and got a first down on, on fourth down, uh, there was the catch the kid made from Green Bay. Can we talk about that catch that kid made for the touchdown, the go-ahead? Incredible. Like that throwing catch by the pylon, uh, the play of Pinnock knocking the ball out. I mean, it was a bizarre game. But uh, the kids won three in a row, and they go to New Orleans with a real chance at winning four. I mean, I, that team's not great. You know, it was it's interesting that um, you know, how the this offshoots from these stories, you know what I mean? And and one of these, you know, last year we gave Brian Dayball and Kafka uh, a lot of a lot of credit for helping in Daniel Jones' development, right? He they you know, they didn't draft him. They they have him as their starting quarterback and okay, he's not turning the ball over now. He's making good decisions. You know, wouldn't it be something if Dayball's best work here so far is how he's helped develop Tommy DeVito? Right. You know, you know, it, 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 you know, he inherited Daniel Jones. They didn't draft Tommy DeVito, but they signed him as an undrafted free agent. So it's like a draft pick almost. And the way that, you know, he's the third guy. So, you know, Dayball said, look, he doesn't get the reps. He doesn't get the time. You know, you got Daniel, you got Tyrod Taylor. So every Thursday, Dayball would have Tommy DeVito in his office and they would talk. They would talk through situations and plays. He you would know, give him, what, 45 minutes or an hour. He said, he's the number three guy. He doesn't get this. So we got to try to develop this young guy. And that could have been just, you know, 45 minutes a week that nobody knew and nobody saw because DeVito never played. He was just on the practice squad. You know, the little things, right? You guys, you know, as players, the little things that nobody sees, right? So then, you know, his development might be, you know, we always wondered, you know, man, I wonder if Brian Dable wants his own quarterback to draft and 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 you know bring up. Maybe it's Tommy DeVito. You know, it's 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 great. And you mentioned um, you know, Lawrence, you mentioned Wandale. Uh Brandon, you get a chance to look at his route on the 32-yard catch. I mean, look, they're, they're, they're coming down the field. He throws a short one, right? You know, five yards. He throws a short one to Saquon. He throws a, a nine-yarder to, to Slayton. He gets out of bounds. Great play. But at some point, even with the timeouts, you know, they had time, but you're going to need some kind of a chunk, right, to kind of really get in that field goal range comfortable. Did I expect it to be that play? No. Can you describe he's in the slot, and he, like, roped off that defender in a slot, and it's almost like – like bye bye, you know. It's I mean, it was a tremendous. Hey, uh, Brandon play. Dable called it. Dable called it a boat route. I've never heard of that. sail sail route sail route. I talked to Juan. Oh, oh, so that's boat. what he means. Yeah. He said boat boat. 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 He said boat, boat route boat. 
Okay, that's Bro, sale then. Yeah. In the press yeah. Okay, that so that's what he means. Okay. So I talked to Wandell before he ran into the locker room, and I was like, yo, give me something. Give me something for the postgame show or whatever. He, I was like, what route was that? He was like, he ran the sale route. He jumped inside. So in the sale route, you got the post. You got the skinny post. If you get any sort of hard press or roll coverage, safety over the top, usually it's mandatory outside release. You want to turn that corners back. You want to run up out of there. As, then number three, you saw Saquon run to the flats. That's a flat to control, let's say cover two, is to hold that corner right there, flat defender. Wandale did a great job. And I, Saquon, I mean, not Saquon, Sterling Shepard worked a lot with Wandale last year in his route techniques and all. So shout out to Sterling Shepard on this one. You went inside to try and go inside to lose yourself to get that backer or that flat defender to run to Saquon in the flat. The guy jumped inside. Wandale did a great job not getting trapped inside. Went back to the outside, got vertical to say for the spacing and the timing, and then broke it off right there. I saw I was standing right there with Paul Dettino. He flicked the ball. I didn't want to pick it up to get in trouble like Tyreek Hill's cameraman when he pulled the phone. I didn't want to get in trouble by the NFL. So I stood there. And it's, I mean, like you said, those are the type of plays. And, and for Tommy DeVito to know that and to understand that, to hold there and wait for his guy to jump inside, to get back outside and get back to his spot. Everybody is showing up and making some sort of play. Would you like to see bigger numbers by a receiver? Would you like to see a, a guy with 150 and two touchdowns? Absolutely. But this is not that type of offense. And it's that that route. And then what you said um Signs about Wandale Robinson really coming into his own. Remember, this this administration or, or this front office caught heat for trading up for him. And you're starting to see why they went and grabbed certain guys. I want this guy to do X, Y, Z. I want this guy to be this guy. They're putting their pieces in the place. And it's all, it's. It, I mean, it's all moving forward. Does it all ha ha fall into play this year? Maybe, maybe not. But you see pieces being put into play uh, for down the road. But I, 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 we gotta before we before we move on from that one. It's Devito, seventeen for twenty-one, one fifty-eight, one touchdown, ten rushes, seventy-one yards. Robinson, six receptions, seventy-nine yards, two reception, uh, two rushes, thirty-six yards. Isaiah Hodgins, two for twenty-two with a touchdown. Uh, Saquon Barkley, twenty for eighty-six, two touchdowns, three receptions, fifteen yards. Do we ever see the? Do we ever think you guys would be doing the show? Where you we would say Tommy DeVito kind of bailed out Saquon Barkley. That was a costly fumble, and I do not want his night to be dampened by that. But as an athlete, times as the man in the arena, you know that's going to destroy your night. You can't really enjoy that win because of that fumble. Yeah, that just that kid. That was that was just one of those unfortunate plays. Like I. I thought he was down, but then I remembered, you know, Eli had one of those kind of fumbles against the Eagles on like a Sunday night football. He was running. I don't know, Paul, if you remember this, he's running, you know, Eli didn't run much, but he ran kind of broke the, broke the line of scrimmage and got out in front and he fell and fumbled Eagles football. Um, it's just one of those crazy rules. It doesn't happen very often, but he was not touched nor was he giving himself up, but you know, I think he had almost 60, 70 yards rushing in the fourth quarter. Uh, and if you go back and look over this win streak, he did the same thing in, in, against Washington. Uh, they got to get going earlier in the run game. You felt like this offense got better once he was able to, you know, and and give Brita a lot of credit too. He had some really nice little chunk runs in there too. So 
once they were able to start running the football, it's got to happen sooner, though. Um, you know, he had the really big run to start the game off, 9, 10 yards, and then they just got smashed. A lot of pre-snap penalties, but I likened it to this. Two weeks off, they looked a little tentative. Um, you know, it, it takes a little while to get your pads popping again, right, Brandon? Like two weeks off. Um, it looked like that. It looked like it took them a little while to get going again. And then uh, defensively, you know, Tay Banks, my God, uh, sure, he's going to give up a player or two every once in a while. But, man, he is very sticky in coverage. Cordell Flott did not have his best game. It looks like they picked on him a little bit last night. Um, but Adore Jackson and Tay Banks, some phenomenal plays. That play that Adore Jackson made in the end zone to get him out, sure, they eventually scored. Uh, Pinnock, I, I, I want to like him and anoint him. He misses too many tackles, man. He uh, I, he's a great athlete, and he and he makes a lot of plays. Hence the knocked out ball in the end zone. But man, he will just throw his shoulder in there. He does not wrap up a lot. Uh, so that's something you can fix. Um, but overall, man, the the defense again. Dexter on limited snap count. Uh, special teams had their issues, but they had some really positive plays too with the turnover that led to a touchdown and of course the game winning field goal. The cager play. I know people want to make a story about that. It didn't affect the damn game. Like, did we want to see him? And you know this from having been there with McGahee, uh, Brandon. 1,000% Cager has been taught and shown when that ball's right there, put one foot out of bounds, one foot in, catch the ball. It's a kickoff out of bounds. Yeah. How many times has McGahee or Quinn, when we played, taught us that? Every week, they'll just remind Everybody you. knows to do that. So Cager just made a flub. That was just bad luck on Bobby McCain's part. That happens. Um, but again, positive impacts on the on the turnover that led to a touchdown and then Randy Bullock redeeming himself um, to, to to kick a game-winning field goal. All standing next to Dave's. Yeah. We were uh, at first, I don't know if you wanted me saying this, but at first he wasn't going to look. And then he was like, I'm going to look. I was like, all right. So we stood right next to each other. And it was just, as soon as we saw it going, just pure excitement. I grabbed him, hugged him, told him I loved him, and celebrated with my teammates. Paul, this defense, 326 total yards allowed, 19 first downs allowed. The Packers were 5 of 14 on third down, four sacks, three takeaways, three forced punts. I mean, whatever beef, Brian Dable and Wink Martindale, whatever so-called beef, they keep that beef going because Wink Martindale in this defense, Paul, has been playing lights out. Well, first of all, 12 takeaways in the last three games. Okay, that is a um, NFL high. I think they have more takeaways in the last four weeks than any team in the league, and they did not play one of those weeks. So, so they have the most and, and in three games and other teams have in four games. Um, I will say that a play that we have not talked about yet that does not statistically appear anywhere was one of the three or four biggest plays in the game, and that was the failed two-point conversion. OK, now you don't get a you don't get a tackle. Right. Bobby O'Karake does not get a tackle on that. Right. That's that's not a you know, it's not a it's not a, it's not an official play. Right. It's 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 a two point conversion Which is ridiculous, by the way. It's strange, isn't it? I mean, you can, <laughs> it is. Yeah. You, you can you can rush in and sack the quarterback and it's like, oh, that's no. Sack. It's no nothing. Right. It's just a it just says failed two point conversion. But look, they just. Saquon, and I want to talk about, after I talk about this, I just want to mention Saquon a second, but that is an incredible, you guys, the coaches always talk to you about sudden change, right? You guys got to react and sudden change. That was one of the biggest sudden changes you've ever seen. 
team. The giant, you know, he's running down the field to clinch the game, and all of a sudden the other guy's running 50 yards, and half half the you know players on the field are like standing. We don't know what's going on here. So that's a sudden change. The defense tries their best, but they cannot prevent the touchdown. So now you're down by a point. You're obviously going for two if you're the Packers, and it's a whole different thing. You're up by three. DeVito gets the ball. You go down here and kick a field goal. Now you're going into overtime. It's a whole different mindset. You know, remember Eli said, I always loved being down five. I'm going because we're not down three. We're not thinking about a field goal. We got to score a touchdown. Okay. I'm digressing a little bit, but you got a two point conversion, right? And they got all the momentum, the Packers. They run that little, what is it, like an inside handoff jet sweep to jet read, sweep. right? And, and I think a version of that, if I'm correct, they ran on touch for the uh, touchdown for the first touchdown, right? You know, the Giants are looking inside. You know, he's not, don't even know who has the ball. So they're reeling on defense. You know, half this, you know, 30,000 Packer fans screaming in, in the building. And all of a sudden, bang, Bobby O'Karake dissects it, drops him. A little bit of momentum shift. Now you're down a point. Now, holy cow, we come down and kick a field goal. We win the game. O'Karake said they ran it a few times early in the game. I kind of sensed it was coming. He said, that's the way we have to play situational football. So that is an unheralded non-tackle in the stats. That was a great play. That was the Packers' best play last night, Paul. That jet sweep, my God, they averaged 12 yards a carry on that. If I had to go back and look, it it was like they saw something on film. You saw a bunch of teams have been doing that to this Wink Martindale defense. So whatever it is, they they do want to get outside, and it's fine. But, again, if you look at the overall numbers of this defense, like you mentioned, the takeaways and the way they're playing, they can be a frustrating defense to watch because they give up like – you know, free runners like after the catch, like AJ Dillon had some, and then that tight end who I you know I don't think even think it was their young rookie, but they they do that. But man, do they buckle down down in the red zone? Uh, they confuse quarterbacks. Man, Aziz Ojolari, how about how many? Times I saw him. I saw him. I, I saw him. I saw him. Not a lot, but it's good to see him. Maybe he's finally getting healthy. Uh, it you know winning makes your ankles and shoulders feel a little bit better than losing. Right. When you're winning, it's like an elixir in your body uh, that makes all these little aches and pains go away. And they'll be challenged. We'll talk about it on the pregame show in New Orleans. But, man, this is a winnable football game. It really is going to be a winnable game down the dome. And it'll it's going to test Tommy DeVito, really his first true road game. Right. Washington, uh, I guess the Raiders. But he, but um, this will be a different atmosphere down there in New Orleans. I just wanted to mention something about Saquon, because, you know, how many times have we talked about over the years that, you know, the Giants needed Saquon to put on his Superman cape and 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 be the hero, right? And 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 they cannot overcome even you know anything negative from Saquon. So, you know, he he 32 yard run, the game is going to be over. The you know, you know, you know what happened? The guy hit his ankles and kind of so there was contact, but he maintained possession and regrouped. So it was like a it's like almost like that contact doesn't matter anymore. And then he f- trips over himself. And fumbles. I mean, it's just and and the fact that they were able to overcome that and win. Um, you know, Saquon was you know clearly very. He called it inexcusable. He was very down on himself after the game for that, and he knows that in his Giants career, what ninety eight percent of the time that is a loss. You know, you make a horrific mistake like that, you cannot overcome it. Period. And they overcame it. And somebody you know asked them, well, you know, Randy Bullock kind of bailed you out there, and he said. Whatever he wants. He wants a steak dinner. He said, tell him, hit me up, whatever we need. 
We can go to Carbone, whatever he wants, any restaurant in New York. Let me know. So, I mean, I would also say he should bring DeVito and Wandale along for that. You know, Do you also. think Randy Bullock has Saquon's phone number? <laughs> like, yeah. like I would have Saquon's phone number if I was in the locker room. You think Randy Bullock has yeah. that? No chance. No chance. Well, you can walk down in the locker room and say, excuse me, Mr. Barkley. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if we've met before. My name's Randy. I kicked the game winner um, the other day. Um, I read what you said that you might take me out to dinner. Um, oh yeah. You know, I definitely, um, we've been giving a lot of flowers to everyone guys and let's give credit where credit's due. This offensive line was not great early. They weren't, but man, the numbers, you look, no sacks. Tommy DeVito was excellent with his legs. Did anybody hear Rashawn Gary's name all night? I didn't. I swear to God, I didn't hear it. I didn't hear his name. Um, and that guy is a phenomenal, phenomenal pass rusher. And whether it was Tyree Phillips or Andrew Thomas over there, they had their issues. But you got to give a lot of credit to this coaching staff. I know when we're losing, it's it's we everyone's a free for all on and targeting these guys. But man, there has to be a lot of credit given to the entire staff, including one Bobby Johnson who has been on everyone's dartboard. Um, they played well, man. And this is a testament to the coaches keeping this locker room together at two and eight. Great job. Absolutely phenomenal job. Like not only with the X's and O's, but like you said, keeping that locker room together, keeping guys galvanized. And then, you know, I always, sometimes Paul, we go into the locker room uh, and talk to the players. I'm like, man, these dudes are on like a four game losing streak. You sure you should be playing ping pong right now? Like it's a little bit too much ping ponging going Play away. Play away right now because this team understands their culture. They understand their identity. And it's like there was no need to kind of throw the season away and bring in your golf bag. It was like, no, we're going to still kind of stay loose, try and fix what we can fix, and then, you know, play this season out the way that uh, they want to play it out. You go to the Saints. You go to the Eagles on Christmas Day. Then you have the Rams at home. Then you have the Eagles at home. Four very tough games to close out the season. But if they went out, they've got a great chance of making the playoffs. Final thoughts on, you know, going into these last four game guys, and then we'll throw it to the to the Scotsman to close this out. Times. Uh Man, just a yeah, just a tough listen, one at a time, right? New Orleans is probably the most winnable game on paper to end this season. You've got some really tough ones. Do not look ahead to any of those other games because injuries can happen. We don't know what's going to happen to those teams before you play them, but tough one in New Orleans. It's always a tough place. I don't think I've ever won a game there, to be honest with you. I played there four or five times. Don't think I ever won there. I don't care how good the team was or wasn't. It's just a very, very difficult place to play. Um, So they'll be challenged, but I think momentum is real in the NFL. We can all agree on that. And this team believes like, uh, they're they're not out of it. They're 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 right there, one game away from playoff contention. So having belief this late in the season is good for players. It's good for practice. It's good for the organization. Um, it's good for us. Uh, and so they've been fun to watch. The, the Vito story is nice, but again, he is a pretty good football player. Um, I I am not going to lean in with both you know both shoulders into the playoff thing. And you know what? The players aren't either. Not that they're not looking at it. You know, but. To their credit, you know, they were not, we are out of this, you know, you know, one or two games ago, you know, every, you know, mathematically we're not um, everything, you know, Dabo told them this week, everything you, we want is right out there to play for, but it's understated. See, you know, when it's, when it's the roller coaster, right. They, you guys know about the, you know, play the roller coaster. Oh my God, we're out of it. Now we're back in it. They have not 
said, oh, my God, we're out of it. We have not. They have not said, oh, my God, we're in it. They are kind of. Yeah. OK. Like Kayvon after the game. Oh, well, yeah. He said, I'm, I'm kind of what what is the deal with that? Well, you're one game out. Oh, one game out. That's good. Then let's keep going. Good. You know, I mean, look, there's a lot of teams. The Packers are six and seven. The uh, uh, Seahawks are six and seven. The Saints are six and seven. The Rams are six and seven. The Falcons are six and seven, you know, and. The Giants are one game behind all those teams and for the last spot. The Packers right now are at seven. You know, so look, this is the NFL. A team that's under 500 is in the playoff push right now in playoff position. And, you know, the the odds of them leaping over those teams, all those teams is, you know, incredibly low. But they're five and eight. They were two and eight. So it's fun to talk about. It's the holiday season. It's better than talking about coaching firings and and, you know, disasters and who are you going to take? Look, hasn't been a lot of talk about who they're going to take in the first round. Has there the last couple of weeks, you know, as that first round draft pick gets, you know, goes from two to three to four to six or eight or whatever it is now. So this is the healthier discussions to have. And, um, it's you know, it's really a gift because from where they were, you know, having to when they were flying to Dallas, I remember flying to Dallas knowing, oh, they got to start. You know, Tommy DeVito was first start. It's not going to go well. It went horribly. And I'm thinking, boy, this is a really, really bad situation. They haven't lost since then. So that's pretty good. Yeah. If I'm if I'm in that locker room, I'll tell the guys we just saw we, we saw what they wrote and what they said about us when we lost three, four straight. Now we see everybody jumping back on. It's like Mike Jones. Who was Mike Jones back then? They didn't want me. Now I'm hot. They all on me. Um it, it's just one of those things where you got to stay together in that locker room. And like, it don't think about the playoffs, just play one game at a time. But if I'm Saquon Barkley at the next team meeting, I still, I jump up, at, I jump up there. I think the defense for kind of bailing, getting us going, bailing us out in a way. And I tell them, Offense is going to have your back because the defense can't continue to play grab turnover off of turnover. So you, it's one of those things where I think we see Saquon take over for these next four games. I see him trying to put this team and will this team to those playoffs and uh and and get this team to this playoffs. But again, like we said, one win at a time. They go down to the Big Easy to the Big No down there, uh, and hopefully they can go down there and get a win against the Saints to keep this thing going. What a game. The Giants go to 5-8. and eight. We close this thing out. Uh, happy Hanukkah to all of our Jewish listeners and to those who celebrate. Paul, happy Hanukkah to you and your family. We're going to preview the Giants matchup against the Saints in the Big Easy on Thursday on the Blue Rush preview podcast, but let's throw it to the Scotsman because we heard from Italian times. Now let's hear it from the Scotsman to close out this happy Victory Tuesday Blue Rush podcast. Well, whatever it is, whatever people like to call it, man, it, it's fun. It's, it's fun to be a part of It's fun to watch. Like, I mean, it's fun to be a part of his team. I'm still waiting for my little, like, vodka sandwich that, you know, he got or whatever. But, I mean, like, he, he he's – it's just amazing to be a part of, man. Like, seeing his growth, seeing, like, his composure for a free agent rookie. Like, you know, I'm pretty sure if you asked him last year if he'd be in the spotlight, he'd be like, man, there's no chance. Like, he's out here, you know, possibly leading his back, you know, like this year. So, I'm, I'm happy for him. 
All right, well, I'm going to, you know, transform into my Scottish guy after warding off the Maloki. And that says cheerio to episode 170 with a wee bit of finger purse of Blue Rush, our New York Giants podcast from the New York Post. Thanks to Jake Brown, Andrew Hartz, and our favorite intern, Mason Vartecchio, for producing the show. Subscribe to Blue Rush on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your pods. Watch full episodes by subscribing to the New York Post Sports YouTube page, a tongue twister resume. It is just follow the Blue Rush playlist. Give us a wee thumbs up or a finger purse if that's available and comment below. How are you liking the Italian stallion Tommy DeVito? For Brandon London, Paulie Schwartz, I'm Lawrence Staines. We'll return on Thursday as the Giants match up in New Orleans down in the bayou against the Shapes Saints. You you fit it in, Jake. That's wonderful. I had to get a wee shite in there. Thanks for listening to Blue Rush, folks. Stay safe and don't eat shite. (laughs) Ha 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 ha!